You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I think I'm just still in a little bit of shock. It's you know, true, the mighty have fallen. Well, no, I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things, it's like you know something about your house, uh, about yourself. It's like if I woke up and, like, I know I have dark brown hair, and then I wake up and my hair was, like, bright red or something. It, it doesn't make sense. All right. I have this power, and yet this power failed me this weekend. So it's your basic power, but it's been taken away yeah, from you. Yeah, I am a dog whisperer. I mean, it's pretty much true. All dogs pretty much love me, except for this one. It can't stand me. It broke me. your spirit. It broke my spirit. I kind of like it. Yeah, it was. It ruined. It has quickly become my favorite dog ever. <laughs> and now I have a puncture wound because of it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Except for maybe not five days a week this week. Well, okay. This this week, since it is the uh, holiday week, it is Christmas this week. Uh, we're going to be live uh, today, which is Monday. December 22nd and tomorrow, December 23rd. And then we'll have uh, the rest of the week. We won't be doing a show. Yeah. So there we go. Yes. But ordinarily, it's five days I'll be a venturing week. north. Greg will be venturing south. Tra-la-la. But we'll be back in time for uh, next Monday's show. Yes. But we're here today and tomorrow. We are so here today. I just wanted to let thing. the people know just right. in case. Didn't want to catch them off guard. Do I know you're a little flummoxed right now because your powers have been taken away I'm from I'm going you. to explain it. Yeah. Because I look at it. It's like a reminder, like a red mark on me every time I look at my hands of, of my failure. <laughs> You've got the scarlet my fail- mark. My the failing powers. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we'll, I'll explain that. Um, but since it is the holiday season, I do want to get this out here really quick just because I know a lot of people are doing last minute uh, shopping, if you're like me. Is yourself included? Yeah, I am very much included in that. <laughs> I wait until the very last minute. So I'm going to do a little bit today, and then if I don't get it all done today, maybe the next day or uh, or Christmas Eve. Um, but I am going to be going down to our uh, friend's shop, Asylum. Asylum. I went there this weekend. I actually, uh, I too, wait until the last minute. Like those people I'm always envious of who like, you know, have everything like pre-planned and everything's already wrapped. They've found their perfect presents. Yeah, look at them. But with places like Asylum, I don't have to worry about finding my perfect present because I always can, regardless of how close to Christmas it is. Absolutely. So I did, in fact, buy it. So, of course, they have a bunch of amazing stuff there, including but not limited to our T-shirts. Yeah. They also have. Our uh, our, uh, They have T-shirts there, too. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw them. Okay, all right. I saw them with my eyes awesome. yesterday. Okay, yes. all right. And uh, and our beanies. Um, also, so many amazing gifts, like all sorts of, uh, I don't know, like different, like wallets and jewelry. And if you want to buy someone furniture or bags or anything you want. I found the perfect present for my dad. Which was? Which was a giant. So they have these things there. I found the per- perfect person, uh, present for me. I didn't buy it for myself, but I found the, my dad's version. So they have this. Wine glass, which I know you've seen before, but it's a wine glass that holds an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you can basically say I've only had one glass of wine, uh-huh. but really it's an entire bottle. But besides that, they also have a giant beer glass that you can get that holds four beers. <laughs> so I got <laughs> so it's that. just one beer. It's one beer. So I got this amazing, like beautifully sculpted, like glass, uh, this beer glass for my dad. Nice. So when he says that he'll have a beer with me, I'm going to make him have four beers with me. Ah, well, because there you it's go. an only one glass. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just logic. That's science. Is what it that just is. makes sense. Well, that's all at Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne, a wonderful sponsor, of course, our show and Geek in the City as well. And local business, 
They are awesome. Go down there. That's where that's where I'm going to be going this afternoon to uh, pick up a couple more things. Oh, so if you want to see Greg, maybe pick him up, give him a holiday hug. No, don't pick He's me up. He's going to be there. No, don't pick me up. Pick no him holiday up and put hugs. Put them in your pocket. That is not called a he holiday hug. He wants to hug. give everybody holiday hugs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, all right. So Asylum 37th and Hawthorne. All right. So let's let's get back here. We've got a bunch of stuff to get to today, but I do want to talk about this because I am a little bit thrown off over what happened this weekend. And it's if if you listen to this show for a long time, you know, you know. Uh, I happen to be a bit of a dog whisperer. You know, it's not a trait that I chose. It's something I was born with. I think it's my ability. Dogs, dogs tend to like me. You know it's true, Sarah, because you hate it. It's it's sometimes true. It's ninety nine percent of the time. The majority of the time, it's usually true. Every once in a while, like once in a blue moon, there will be a dog that likes me more than they like Greg. The, oh, and it makes I don't me know if that very. Happens. It has happened before, and it makes me very very happy. Like for example, I think maybe your roommate's dog. Lily might like me a little bit more. I do not think that's the because case. Because I think Lily likes the ladies a little bit more. Well, maybe. Okay, maybe a little <laughs> bit in that as- aspect. But still, I would say overall. But for the most part, Greg, every dog loves Greg yeah. for some reason. It's it's my ability. Blows my mind. You know, my, my first word, my first ever word was doggy. It's true. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. No, that was my first word. Uh, so, uh, so with that, though, this weekend, I was completely thrown off by something that happened at our friend Derek's house. So it was Derek's birthday. And, uh, you know, happy birthday to Derek. And you know, now you may know Derek because of, well, A, we've talked about him here on the show. He also guested on the show when I was out sick. And then he is the one that put together the uh, ghost investigation video, which will be out early this, this coming year. He is a film mucker. Yes. Mm-hmm. This will be coming out early next year where you guys will all get a chance to see finally see the ghost investigation video. So over at his house uh, for uh, for his birthday celebration and they, him and his wife, Stacy, they have a little dog named Rigby. Rigby. Rigby what is kind of a cutest. dog is it? No, it's no. I'm Rigby is like some right sort off. of like terrier, like small. I don't know. Rigby's probably like 15 pounds, I'd say. Yeah, I would say a, max. Yeah, yeah, like 15 pounds max. A uh, little, just adorable thing. Just mm-hmm. a, a terrier. Right. Some sort of terrier mix. Terrier yeah. mutt, I think. Well, I found out I don't get along with terriers too well. <laughs> so, so the dog was there. You know, there's a bunch of people over. It's a little bit skittish, but I was kind of, I thought playing with it, where it was like running around. We were like doing a little chase thing, and then it'd come up to me and then run away. And, you know, and I'd reach out and kind of pet it, and then I'd run away. And I was standing there with, with it. I'm like, well, I like dogs. You know, I want to pet the dog. And so I asked. <laughs> I want to pet the dog. I want to pet the dog. And the dog will love me, clearly, I pet because the dog. I have magical powers. Well, and I asked, uh, asked Stacy. I was like, so, um, you know, it, is it okay if I pick Rigby up? You know, because I figured, oh, that'll calm the dog down. This usually works for me. I'll pick it up, and then I'll pet it, and then it'll be, bah, and then it'll be all awesome. And so she said, well, yeah, you can go ahead and try. I mean, he might not want to be picked up, but Okay, he's not, so she gave but, you warning. No, let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> Greg has his He might not want to be picked up, but he's not going to bite you. <laughs> Specifically, he's not going to bite you, is what I was told. So I was like, well, oh, great. Let me just go ahead and try and, try and pick him up. I reached my hands around this little dog, and instantly it turns back and snaps and just clamps down onto my hand. I got a full-on puncture wound from this. The dog completely bit <laughs> me. You do. I can see me. it. You have, like, stigmata on your yeah, right hand over there. Basically, yeah. It was like stigmata. It's pretty much what it is. Yeah. It might as well. It was a dog's tooth instead of a nail, but same thing. <laughs> and so I, I jerked my hand back. I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's not working. And I look down. And I just got, like, blood running down my hand. I'm like, um, so your dog, the, the dog bit me. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry about that. I mean, it's it's clearly my fault. I was reaching out to the dog. Mm. I will admit that. Although my, my problem with this is how is this possible? Like, 
dogs are supposed to love me. It doesn't work out like that. Well, I do have to tell you, you haven't. See, I was raised around a lot of little dogs, and you were raised around a lot of like bigger dogs, like golden retrievers and such, right? Yeah. Little dogs have a much different temperament than most other animals. Apparently, they do. Particularly if they're a little skittery. Like when I had my dog Muppet, who was a terrier mix as well, and he was very, he was very loving to me and loving to like other, you know, like a, a few other people, but mostly to me. But um, anytime anybody, any strangers would want to pick him up or anything, like I had to put a sign on him to get people to not touch him. Like, please don't pet me, I bite. Because he gets nervous, and it's not like he's trying to hurt you, but that's a defense mechanism because they're so small. Yeah. That's I mean, because you're a, a, a big stranger who's trying to pick them up, and so it's kind of their own, like, this is uh, this feels wrong, this feels wrong. But normally it works, but it just did not it did not work this time. And you're right, I don't have a lot of experience with little dogs. I mean, my, my philosophy, whoever's pets, you know, I'm sure they're lovely, and that's all that. I have nothing against anybody who has a little dog or little dogs at all. I love little but dogs. But for myself, personally, if I own a dog and I can't take it, take it camping and feel like it could adequately, you know, help protect me in some way, then, you know, it's just not <laughs> so something I want. you want your want. dog to be your protector? Well, yeah, if you're out camping or something, if I'm out on my own in the woods, do I feel like the dog could <laughs> sufficiently stand there and bark at, like... A bear? A, or a cougar or, or a, a bear Bigfoot. or something. Or a Bigfoot, if a sure. Bigfoot were to approach. Uh-huh. You know, it's then then it's not something that I'm really, you know, that into. If I gotta, If I got to worry about protecting it, then there's, you know... It's just not my thing. It's just Wait, not my so, thing. So your ideal dog is somebody that that you don't necessarily want to have to protect, but that can protect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes no... That, okay. How does that not make sense? Like, I don't want to have to take a dog out and then have to worry about, you know, whether a hawk's going to pick it up and carry it off or something. Okay. Well, I guess that's more, that's more of a relevant concern, I suppose. Well, that's just for me personally. Again, it's not... It, Everybody has their own people. You know, they, you like your own dogs, whatever. That's fine. I'm just saying for me personally, for me owning a dog, it's it's got to be big enough. And I've learned, Well, that being though, said, you don't want small dogs, and apparently they don't want you either. They don't want me. No. They don't want me. Yeah, because this thing... Uh, Maybe it, they can sense it because Rigby's just like, oh, this asshole thinks he's just going to come in and pick me up and like <laughs> try to woo me. But really, he could tell your true intentions. My, what were my true intentions? My true intentions were to pick him up and then make him uh, like me. Yeah, your true intentions were to force the dog to like you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Mm. And obviously that did not work for me. It did not work. And so I got bitten. So it's it's just shaken up my entire my entire, you know, sense of who Shaking I am. To the core. Yeah. I mean, the only other time that I can think of that I've been bitten by a dog and I talked about this on the show a long time ago was when I was in college and I was running through a park. I was just out out on a run and there was this kid I don't know, eight to ten years old, something like that. I can't tell the difference when they're that age. Uh, but he was walking this somewhere between like six and fifteen. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, <laughs> obviously not enough to drive. So he was walking this giant Rottweiler, and I saw them. I was running up behind them. I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna make sure and avoid because I don't want to startle anybody. Like I was making plenty of noise, and I ran out into the street to kind of go around them. While they were on the sidewalk and everything was fine until I got up right next to them. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this just blur. Oh, God. And this story terrifies and me. And I jumped because, you know, I could sense something was coming after me. And I pulled my leg back and it was the dog lunging at me and it bit down and just took a li- – luckily my leg had moved just enough. It took a little chunk of skin out of my calf and then the claw kind of raked me. And I um, just on instincts ran out into the street and ran and jumped on a car across the street. Luckily, there was no traffic because I would have ran right out. I would have run right out. Into because traffic. of this story that you've told, like I, I always look around when I see a dog and it's off leash. I always look for a car I can jump on. Mm-hmm. That's what I always. Because every time I see a dog, I'm like, like if I'm out running, I'm like, okay, is there? Because I'm like 
Greg. He, he jumped on the car. I'm like, I need to find a car I can jump on. Yeah. Or I'm, something to get away from it. I mean, the thing, it was going after me. It was going after me so much so that it drugged the kid out on the street. The kid was horizontal on the ground, Jesus. holding on to the leash, being drugged through the street as the dog was chasing after me. And I jump up onto, the, onto this car, and I'm just like... You know, it's that moment where it's like, holy shit, I just got bit. What's going on? Oh, this is panic, you know, and, and I just started yelling at this kid. I started yelling all kinds of things to this kid. I'm like, get your goddamn fucking dog. Your fucking dog just bit me. Yeah. You know, and, and finally the kid got control of the dog and they started walking back. They just started walking away. And um, and I just started following them. So I'm following the kid in a park, which is creepy, but I was bloody. Yeah, yeah, as I'm bloody. And and I followed <laughs> Dragging the kid. your leg yeah. behind you. Well, I'm like, Come back here. I was like four miles away from home, and I'm bleeding, and I'm like, I don't want to walk all the way home like this. So I uh, I followed the kid home, like staying about, I don't know, half a block back behind him, still still yelling profanities at the child, because I was I was freaked out. And, and I followed this kid back to his house, and I waited for him to go inside with the dog, because I didn't want to get anywhere near. And then once they went inside, I came up, and I just started knocking on the door. And I'm like, hello, I need to speak to someone. Your dog just bit me. And I hear this lady from behind the door, like, who is it? I'm like, I'm the guy that just got bit by your dog oh, yeah. in the park. And and she's like, um, okay, just a minute. And like, wouldn't open the door. And I'm just standing there pounding and pounding. I'm like, you need to get me somewhere to a hospital or something. And at that point, I didn't know the dog had its shots or how bad it was or anything like that. I'm like, I might need stitches. I'm like, you're driving me to the hospital. You're driving me somewhere. And so I pounded on the door over and over, and finally she opened the door. She's like, well, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was your dog, the one that was at that point going crazy in this little pen in the back. And, uh, and they ended up – like, the lady drove me to the hospital, and, and I ended up getting it taken care of. I didn't end up having to have stitches, which was good. But that's the only other time that I've been bitten by a dog that I can recall. I don't oh. think it's ever happened until this last weekend when Rigby clamped down on my – on my hand. Yeah, because I did see Greg, because I had showed up at Derek's birthday party a little bit later, and Greg had a Band-Aid on his hand, and I could see it, like, soaked through with blood. I'm yeah. like, what the hell happened to you? And then right. there's this, like, little fuzzball running around. I'm like, that's what happened? Yeah. Well, and luckily, <laughs> and Stacy's a nurse, too. So, I mean, it was it was easy to take care of. Like, it, it's not a life-threatening thing. The dog has all the shots and all that stuff. It's more just the shock of the lack of my abilities that I thought I had. Oh. You know? It's shaking me to my core. They were torn away from you. They were torn. Mm. You know? I mean, just completely destroyed my confidence. Nah, I got it back now, though. I'm, I'm sure okay. you do. Now somehow manage. Even though you keep showing people your puncture wound. Probably don't. Look don't at my puncture wound that a little dog bit. Yeah, it's really not Does that not make me seem badass? No. Really? Mm. Oh, because I tried to use that line over this weekend, too, and I tried to show it that I was. <laughs> Wait, what? To some, like, chick or something? Like, hey, look at my dog bite. <laughs> I did bring it up. because. Was... Oh, God, Greg. <laughs> I might have messed something up for my friend. Uh, what do you mean? I'll explain that. All right. Should we should we bring on our uh, our guest that we have in the studio? I think we should. Let's go ahead and do that because it is it is her birthday. Also, it was yesterday, and uh, she is in here in studio with us. If you were in the chat, you might know her. She's as, a chat celebrity, guys. She is a chat celebrity, and uh, she is here with us now, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie is joining us. Hello. Hello. Hi, Carrie. Hello. And yes, the puncture wound is gaping and horrendous. Yes. Yeah. It does is it make the most me seem manly badass? puncture wound. See, does it make me seem kind of tough? Like you're like, wow, look at that guy. He tough can... and very sexy. Yeah. See? See? This is what I was going <laughs> or for. We're completely opposite of what Carrie's saying. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe she's just being nice. <laughs> I think she is being nice. <laughs> and she also is being very nice because she brought us some delicious sipping whiskey that we're going to be she drinking did indeed. today. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers, Thank Carrie. You. It's her birthday, yet she brings us some amazing Pendleton. That is so awesome. Mm. All right. So Carrie's going to sit here and listen to how you ruined your friend's well, good time. I don't even know what you did. <laughs> All right. So 
So that party thing was Friday night, this, and this is Saturday night when uh, when I ended up doing this. And um, there was a bunch of stuff going on, but this friend really wanted me to do this, so I decided to to go to go do it with him. So. My buddy, I'll just say, because I don't want to ruin anything here on the show, I'll say his name is Roger. Roger is a single man. And, uh, you know, as am I. And he was like, you know what, hey, Greg, here's what's going on. I've got, uh, I work at a, I work at a restaurant and I've got this customer that's been coming into my restaurant for like two years. She's a single lady, very attractive. Oh, and she, attra- Roger was attracted to the single lady. Yes, Roger was attracted to the single okay. lady. And he's like, she owns this wine bar in Portland and I've I've been telling her I would go in there for a drink sometime and I'm like and I told her that I would do it this weekend and I really think I should go down there but I don't want it to seem weird because it's not like that yet he's just attracted to her she she may not know this well he doesn't want to creep her out by showing up by himself right exactly it's, because that would be maybe a little weird like hi you told me to come visit you right here I am yeah and so he's like you know I could I could use your help would you mind being uh, you know basically my wingman for for this while we go down there and and I talk to her I'm like yeah okay I could do that so I'm, I'm like at first I was like you know two dudes going into the wine bar together may not give her the right idea of how it is you're trying to present Oh, this, Roger's but... like, oh, this is my friend Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, We're best pals. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, no judgment. I'm just saying it may not be the... No, and Roger's also like a handsome man. So two, yeah. you know, good-looking dudes walking into a bar, a wine a Saturday bar together night. on a, a Saturday night. night. <laughs> that actually might have given her the wrong impression. It may give the wrong idea <laughs> of what it is he was going with. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we uh, we we ended up going to this place and and we went. In. It was a very nice wine bar. Like I won't again. I won't say what it is because I don't want to mess this up for Roger. He he did nothing wrong here. And and we we went in there and she's like the sole proprietor. So she was there and the pro- there's there's two problems with him choosing me as his wingman. One is I know nothing about wine. Like I don't know. No. I know what a red wine is and a white one. I know I like Pinot Noir. That's good stuff. And then you're pronouncing it wrong. It's Pinot. <laughs> Pinot Noir. I like that Noor. one. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, like, I really don't know anything about wine. It's not that I don't want to know. I just, I don't. I don't know. I, I've not had the luxury to drink a lot of fine wines, so I, I really don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to it. Well, so, it's not even luxury. You just haven't spent the time to find it because you haven't been interested in spending the time. Yeah, yeah, could, basically, sure or the be... money to, to figure it out because this is true. wine is, you know, an expensive hobby to get into. It can be spendy. And so, uh, so we, we went in there and we sit down at, they had like a little bar thing and then like a bunch of nice seating and all that stuff but we set up at the little bar with uh with the proprietor this woman we'll call her um what should i call her? mary mary okay mary who was the proprietor of the bar sure and we're sitting there with mary i don't think i've ever heard the word proprietor that many times what should i what should i I don't know i like i like the word though the owner no the proprietor of the establishment she was the owner and she was running it i guess she she runs it by herself and all that stuff And <laughs> it's being pointed out that wine is all just juice to you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's fancy juice. Mm, alcoholic juice. It's, it's right. You just take grape juice, right? And then you That's just like when those, those wine boxes, those like Boda boxes and boxes of wine you can get, they're just adult juice boxes. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> That's what it was. It was mm-hmm. juice. I was drinking fancy juice. Expensive juice. So, <laughs> so we sit down there and they start having a conversation about – about wines and, you know, and, and Roger knows about wines too because he's in that industry and she is. And so they're having this conversation. And I'm just kind of sitting there trying to trying to chime in. And I re- probably shouldn't have, but I thought it was going to be – it was starting to look really awkward that I was just sitting there not saying anything and just like staring. 
And so I was you're like, a shitty wingman. You're just sitting there staring while he's trying to like talk to well, the Well, no, lady. and I realized it. But the thing is, like, I, I was trying to battle in between, okay, I don't want to sound like an idiot because I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's going to be obvious to somebody who owns a wine bar that I don't know what I'm talking about. But then again, I don't want to sit here and not say anything because that just seems kind of creepy where I'm just standing there next to Roger. Like, I'm Roger's silent partner. Well, yeah, in order to be a wingman, you can't be a silent partner. You have to also engage. I know, and there was a bit of a pressure because I'm like, I want to help him out, you know, and and work this out and not, like, ruin it for him. So I just kind of started asking questions about the wines, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so uh, so, so the the Pinot Noirs, these are uh, really good ones here. Um, What one one, uh, would you uh, recommend? Um, What's... I was like, do you do you pair these with chicken or do you pair them with with steak? Is this more of a? I just started babbling and I started babbling these questions. Oh God! And I know. Meanwhile, Roger's trying to like get to know Mary a little bit better, and you're the weird friend. But you it know, it made what? him look great. That's what I was gonna say. Actually, this might have worked out because you know, next time that Roger talks to Mary, he can be like, "Hey, sorry about my friend. He's a little bit of a weirdo. He hasn't been out much lately, and Wait, he doesn't really." I don't think you I was are a totally a talking point. That's awesome. Because now Roger has something to talk to Mary about. Be like, hey, dude, yeah, you know, Greg's a cool guy, but, you know, he's just a little socially awkward. So sorry about that. And then they can talk about how weird you were. And he's like, yeah, what was he doing? Like asking you about chicken and stuff? Yeah. That's just a little weird. So, no, you actually did. did do a good thing. You did good. Okay. You did good. Greg Greg do good. Mm -hmm. Greg do good. (laughs) So so that's going on. And then on on top of that, you know, it keeps going. And we were there for probably a good hour, I would say. uh, Not too long, though, right? Not too long. You didn't long. overstay the invite. You, you made I don't sure know. I was on Roger's time. I'm not – I was the <sighs> I was the assistant. So we're there long enough though to where – she also had a dog that was there at the bar, like her, her pet. And we're talking about the dog. And then it got to the point where, where nothing had been sent for a little while. So I decided to chime up. About my dog, but I was like, I got bit by a dog last night. What are you, Mike Rice? I got bit by a police horse. I buy my Long John's on Canal Street. (laughs) Jesus. I know. And so I just started saying, I was like, yeah, I got bit by a dog. It was a little dog last night, and it was it, it, it clamped down on my hand. And I never get bit by dogs. It was weird. And oh then I held God. up my palm, and I showed her. And I showed her the dog bite. <laughs> Carrie just nailed it. <laughs> Carrie's like, I like turtles. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was and i and i didn't know what to <laughs> i didn't know what to do and i like did that and both of them were like oh yeah oh. yeah oh my god yeah well that's that that sucks i'm like yeah yeah it bit down it was bleeding <laughs> i'm in a very nice white bar like talking about this and there's like other customers in there so i oh guess my god and sometimes you have a hard time controlling the volume of your voice it's like you probably are saying nervous. it a little too loud. Like, I got bit by a dog last night. It was a small one. <laughs> I don't this. usually get Look bit by this. dogs. Look at this. I don't usually get bit by dogs. That's and I a just, really weird thing uh, to brag about. The thing is, it's like you're sitting there and, and I'm talking and I realize this is a bad idea. And I start and – I, and I can tell in my head I'm like – you should probably stop talking, but now you got to talk your way out of it because you've already started. David like, says in the chat, I never get bit by dogs, but let me tell you the multiple times I have been bit by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say no, never dogs love anymore. Me. Dogs really love me. and That's like a weird thing. That's uncomfortable when people say that. Like, babies love me. Babies love Dogs love me. Cats love me. Like, nobody wants to know, like, uh, that blanket statement about blank loves you. Well, 
<laughs> or, you know, like there are these those women, like you know, the white women, like oh, gay men love me. Gay men, it's just like stop. Like if you if everyone loves you so much, you don't have to be telling everybody about it. You know. Well, I didn't know what to do. I was I started talking. I was like, I can't leave it. Like there's too much silence here going on and. And, and then I, I just decided, I was like, oh, I'm going to help him out. I'm going to start up a conversation about dog bites. That's probably not what I should have done. I probably shouldn't have talked about the dog bites. Maybe it wasn't the best conversation God, starter. every time you open your mouth, I swear you are just like more and more from, like, it's Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, oh, I got bit by a bunch of hornets. <laughs> Let me see if I can make honey from them. Oh, you are. You're just you're Charlie that. covered in hornet bites, ordering milk steak. That's exactly what you are. <laughs> I was, but you're with his fr- with Roger at a fancy wine bar, totally ruining his chances with Mary. Well, no, or I made him look awesome. I mean, maybe well, it was ultimately a. There's good thing. another lady in this room, so I want to ask her, Carrie. Yes. What do you think about Greg's Greg's actions with Roger and Mary? I think he was having uh, undisclosed feelings for Roger and was trying to drive <laughs> Mary away. <laughs> That's oh no! I hope it didn't seem that way. Oh God! What if you seem too protective of Roger? Like I don't know. <laughs> you get away from him. <laughs> Jesus. No. Oh no! See, I was trying to like make sure it was clear that you know, because then I, I did start thinking about that. I'm like, it really looks like we're a couple here sitting here coming into the wine bar together on Saturday night. Did you start talking about all the chicks you banged? <laughs> <laughs> I made love to hundreds of women. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, I just want to make it clear so it's obvious what the story, what the situation is. Yeah. Oh. Well. I, oh man, I'm thinking about all the stuff that I was saying now. I did bring up. Oh God. I did bring up. Oh, okay. I don't even know Same. if I want to say this one. So. Yeah. Did, did you bring up that time in university when you experimented? <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't something like that. That's which I know what I what I brought up was uh we we somehow a topic of conversation came up of Oh god. This uh there's this random bar in Southeast Portland that everybody knows of, but it's like a creepy kind of bar. It's just like this really big dive bar in Southeast. I won't even say the name of it, but it's towards Selwood. No, um Okay. Well, you don't have it's to. It's the name fine. of a Canadian province. So, we'll leave it at that. Or a river. Yeah. No, it's a province. So. <laughs> that is like the, the. I don't even understand that riddle. It's up north. I don't... It borders on Alaska. Carrie? Carrie, you're Canadian. Are you talking about a river or a town? It's both. Well, no, it's a, it's a river and a territory. Yukon? Yes. So. <laughs> oh, see? I've never. Oh, I haven't been there. God, in like a decade. So anyway, but it's, it's kind of like a creepy bar. It is a creepy bar. Yeah. And so we started talking about that. And then I was like, okay, so we're talking about that. I need to differentiate this, differentiate it so to make sure that, um, you know, it's, it's clear that Roger and I aren't a, aren't a couple, just to make sure that that's as obvious that, you know, she knows Roger's available. So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, creepy women on there that have hit on me before. <laughs> Wait, on where? Because she talked about how there's creepy guys in there sometimes that will, like, hit on her, which is true. And so I was like, okay, here's, a, here's an opportunity to make sure it's clear that I'm, that I'm, straight. I'm, I'm straight and that by therefore that Roger would that be Roger's straight too. Okay, that Roger's available. That Roger's available. That's generous of you. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to – I want it to make clear – I want to help him out here. I want to help him out so there's no confusion on the situation. So then I was like, yeah, I've had creepy girls hit on me there before too. Yeah, they – yeah, and I just started babbling. I started oh babbling more. Oh, my God, Greg. And I talked about creepy girls that hit on me. 
And uh, I don't know if that helped differentiate the differentiate it or not. You didn't call girls. You said creepy girls, therefore saying that girls kind of gross you out and you didn't want to be. See, and that's not girls. what I meant. That's what I meant exactly what it sounds. What like. I meant were like the older cougar like ladies who have been sitting at the bar for twenty years. You that love they being hit on by older cougar ladies sometimes. Well, yeah, it's not all but, inclusive. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes it's a little bit. No, I mean, yeah, I don't mind it. Mm. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Until they get too touchy, then it's like then it's a little bit too much. But I'm realizing though that's also not doing a good job of making it clear that Roger is straight, and because then I'm talking about girls are creepy. <laughs> so I don't know if that really worked oh, out too Greg. well either. What are you? You're like perpetually in sixth grade. <laughs> Who goes to a wine an adult wine bar trying to help their friend out and just blurts out, "I got bit by a small dog," <laughs> and girls are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, did you bring up cooties? No, I didn't. I didn't God. mean that. She was talking about creepy guys that pick up on her, and so I was trying to relate. I was like, oh yeah, yeah creepy girls pick up on me. <sighs> wow, you really knocked it out of the park. Well, so I'm sorry, Roger. <laughs> that didn't work out. But at least you know maybe I will be the topic of conversation then for next time. Well, everybody needs as long some- as it helps him out because she's a very nice girl. He's a very nice guy. It would be great. I just hope I didn't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I think you just ruined it for yourself, so that's okay. Well, that's I knew that was the case going in. I knew there was no chance. Well, Are you Roger me? can use me it to dating? make you feel a little bit, you know, make him feel. He's like, yeah, man, Greg's had kind of a crush on me, and it's just really awkward, which is why I kind of want to bring him here. <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, honestly, me, I knew it wasn't going to work out for me. Me dating a woman who owns a wine bar—that's really not going to be my territory where I'm ever going to succeed at. That's just not going to work out for me. So. Maybe maybe I helped him out. Maybe I helped him out. Well, let's hope so. <sighs> That's gold, Greg. So, Roger, I hope that worked out for you. I don't know if she talked to him after that or not. On our wine date. I got bit by a dog on Saturday. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you want to go to now? Do you want to do balls? Or do you want to do no, crazy? Let's, let's do World of Crazy. I, I, need, I need a break from this. I'm what of your own crazy? So awkward now. Well, you should because that was very awkward for everybody. God, I have one job. Well, I think maybe you did it too well. See, maybe it worked out for him. <sighs> oh, hello, my friends. Sorry, of course, my computer like right now is like install and restart. A hundred updates. Maybe you should put install the updates sometime. Yeah, it's too time-consuming. Right. And then I wonder why my computer doesn't function properly. Yeah, I know that's weird. <laughs> that was like my sister's husband. Like I'm like Michael. I don't understand why things aren't aren't loading properly and why this keeps shutting down. And he's like, Yeah, you have about 72 updates you're supposed to do, and he did it, and lo and behold, it worked better. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. Hello, my friends. My name is Eric Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Hey, does anyone have a Elvis lover in their life out there? Elvis Presley? No. I knew a girl in high school. Is this thing on? I knew a girl in high school who was obsessed with Elvis. It was kind of creepy. Like, obsessed with Elvis. I wonder when Elvis' obsession is going to be phased out. Do you guys ever wonder that? I don't know. I think it's going to be a forever thing. Like, it's probably going to be phased out in the next, like, 50 years, don't you think? Or will people still hold the torch for Elvis? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Do you have you ever held a torch for Elvis? No, or? but I'm saying like every like there are always people that are obsessed with Elvis. I wonder when those people will start to dwindle and they're like Elvis will be lo- no longer relevant. Hmm. I'm not sure. 
Carrie, Carrie, your thoughts? Well, you know, I think once Nicolas Cage dies, there might be a... a since he is totally obsessed with Elvis himself. He does play Elvis he is, and was married to Elvis' daughter. He's pretty creepy. He is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. But, and I love him. And maybe <laughs> if, if Vegas goes away. Okay. Maybe then. But until if then. If Vegas goes away, that's good. That's well, good. Vegas Carrie nailed it. Away. And Vegas isn't going away. So Elvis isn't going away. All right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, anyway, there is something that you can buy. That's online right now on Craigslist. Uh, some Elvis memorabilia that has never been posted before. Yes, a man from Ohio is claiming to have a thatch of pubic hair from Elvis Presley. Oh. Elvis Presley's pubes are selling for only a mere $5,000. Now, the seller, who's a man from Ohio, uh, claims he's been holding on to Elvis's pubic hair since 1965, saying, uh, quote, I hate to part with them. He also added that they come with a letter of authenticity signed by a man named Colonel Parker. Uh, so, apparently this is... The pubic hair came from when his ex-wife, Billie Jean, plucked them from Elvis Presley's crotch. What? Yes, this is what it says. There's a letter of authenticity coming from... Uh, signed by a man who was Elvis's manager. Okay, so this is Colonel... Yeah, it was Colonel. Some, yeah, Colonel Tom Parker. The Colonel. The Colonel. So uh, it's signed with a letter of authenticity. He's selling these pubes for $5,000. Uh, how the man has managed to preserve the hairs for so long, nobody knows. But uh, if you'd like to get those, go to Ohio's Craigslist. And there you be. And they're, they're going for $5,000? $5,000. Huh. With a letter of authenticity. Well, see, at least I didn't say something like that to the wine girl. I have some of Elvis's pubes. Like, that would probably be creepier than, than what I did. Next up. (laughs) Out of Riverdale, New Jersey. Thank you to everyone who sent this story to me. A drunken elf has been arrested and is facing drunken driving charges after being found in New Jersey, passed out in his car. Uh, Riverdale Riverdale Police, this is in Riverdale, New Jersey, uh, tell NewJersey.com that 23-year-old Brian Shellis was found passed out in his car Early this past weekend, wearing an Elf on a Shelf costume. Okay, Elf on a Shelf. I feel weird not to not to know this. What um, what exactly is Elf on a Shelf? Elf, Carrie, you probably know better. So, Elf on the Shelf is purportedly what parents do. Each they put this doll around the house and and have the kids find it. But then some people have taken it to a darker turn. And there's some amazing things online to see what people have done with Elf on the Shelf. I've seen how people are like having fabulous. a like, humping Barbie and everything. Okay. But basically, Elf on the Shelf. It's I, just like a doll. It's a kind of a creepy doll. Okay. And it you can pose it around the house and have it hang off places and whatnot. But you, but the okay. children aren't supposed to touch it, right? Or else like they they won't get their Christmas presents. Yeah. What? When yeah, did it's this some start? weird thing. Five years, Five years ago? ago. Okay. Yeah. Is this something you need to have kids to know about, or? Yes. Or the internet. I mean, or that's the how internet. I know about oh, it. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. No, because I've seen this Elf on the Shelf stuff because this has been coming out lately about how, um, how Elf on the Shelf is government propaganda training kids to always be aware of the watchful eye of the government. Because what? it's said that Elf on the Shelf is always watching the children, which is why it's in the house. And so it says that they're, uh, it's training – there's this conspiracy that Elf on the Shelf is training children to be used to growing up in a police state where all of your actions are watched. <laughs> Wow. Which okay. is kind of fascinating. It is because, like, they're told, 
you know, Elf on a Shelf is watching everything you do. If it sees you do anything bad, you won't get your Christmas presents. So you're not allowed to touch it. What? This yeah. is a whole thing now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Suma on the chat's like, uh, if they put it out there, but if you touch it, you lose everything. Weird. It's really weird. I have no... Okay, you I You should look up the that. Elf on the Shelf conspiracy theories. It's okay. Right. But anyway, but this guy was dressed like one. He didn't have one. So this um, this man was asleep behind the wheel of a van with his engine running, lights on, and Christmas music blaring. He said that Shellis was in a red shirt, red pants, and a white ruffled collar wearing a little pointed hat reminiscent of the Elf on the Shelf costume. Uh, when they approached him, he seemed confused about where he was and had an open can of beer in his lap. Uh, he was issued a summons and released to a family member. Uh, a message left seeking comment from Shellis wasn't immediately returned, so it's not quite <laughs> known why he was dressed as Elf on a Shelf. Okay. Don't don't drink and drive if you're dressed like Elf on a Shelf. I think yeah, that's or it. just don't drink and drive, period. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. That too. <laughs> As being pointed out, at least he wasn't furiously masturbating. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right, and I do have one more. Uh, so this uh, this story just kind of made me not, not sad, but this is just what is going on with this woman that this still depresses her after 44 years. Okay. So there's this woman in the UK who every year has to go on uh, antidepressants two months before Christmas because she's still unable to accept 44 years later. Oh, by the way, friends with, uh, with people with little ears, people with little ears, children, just in case. This is something I don't ever want to be part of doing. Oh. This, is a, this is a Santa story. So if, you have, if there are any little kids... Just make sure they're not here right now. All right, get, get rid the of the rest of it kids. though. The furiously masturbating part—that's that's totally fine. fine. I don't that's want to okay. ruin Santa Claus for children though. No, no, no. furiously masturbating. Elves one masturbating, thing. just that's fine. Elves drunk and furiously masturbating. All okay. One thing. Yeah. Ruining Santa Claus for a child. No. Don't want that on my conscience. Don't do that. Mm-mm. So you've been warned. I, you've been warned. So little ears out of there. I, I swear that is my principle. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. I'll talk about furious masturbation, but I don't want to ruin Santa Claus for a child. Okay. Probably because I believe in Santa for too long, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. A 54-year-old mother has to take uh, antidepressants two months before Christmas every year because she is still unable, 44 years later, to accept the fact that Santa Claus is not real. Wow. She has to go on antidepressants every year. So this woman's name is Lynn Cassidy. Uh, her bizarre condition has been diagnosed as seasonal depression by top medics. Uh, stemming- okay, well, seasonal depression is one thing. That happens. But the, because of Santa Claus, this is this is Santa Claus specific, and she um, she gets seasonal depression every year. She's fifty four years old, uh, stemming from the shock of learning when she was ten years old that Santa Claus was not real. Could you imagine dating this woman? Oh man! Like that's what her problem is. We all have problems in life, and you help the you help your significant other through them. That's what her problem is, though. Two months before in October, she has to go on antidepressants Ugh. every year because she can't tolerate the fact that Santa is not real. Wow. So Lynn Cassidy goes to see a therapist each autumn to talk through her irrational sadness, which leaves her close to tears and in the pits of despair every December. Uh, she said, uh, what a it, comes, person to be <laughs> it comes from her childhood, and it was the one day a year the whole family got along the whole time, and it was magical. Back then, I didn't think any, it was my parents who did all this. The magic of Christmas was all boiled down to one man, Santa Claus. I was so happy that there was one day that there was proof that I was loved and cherished by someone who didn't necessarily need to love me. That's oh, really geez, depressing. That is, wow. Jesus. Um, Santa meant so much to me, and to know he didn't exist ruined my whole world. I know that I should get over it, but 44 years later, I still can't. So this woman goes on to say, without Santa, there is no point in Christmas. Wow. No point in... May I also point out she's a parent. 
So she's that's she, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, she doesn't think there's absolutely any point to Christmas. Uh, there's no point in Christmas. I am not ashamed to say I have therapy to deal with my Santa issues. Now, uh, Lynn, again, this woman's name is Lynn Cassidy. Uh, let's see, Lynn Cassidy uh, from Wakefield, West Yorkshire. First realized Santa Claus wasn't real when she got a second-hand bike for Christmas. This ungrateful bitch. Let me tell you. Wait, she was mad because it was... She realized that Santa wasn't real when she got a second-hand bike and not a real bike for Christmas. Wow, man. This wow. is like the worst person ever. Yeah, Lynn Cassidy, again, that's her name. Lynn Cassidy uh, goes on to say... Uh, wait, where did she go? Um, yep. Yeah. So she said, I just knew it must have been my mom and dad who bought it for me instead because it wasn't new. I remember feeling <laughs> immense sadness and looked at them and asked if Santa was real. They didn't even have to answer. They just looked at me in a way that said it all. From then, my world came crashing down. <laughs> Lynn Cassidy, again, 54 years old, a grown-ass woman, now describes Christmas as overwhelmingly bleak and refuses to make a festive dinner for her family on Christmas. How many kids does she have? It doesn't say... Oh. All right, she has two children. Now now they're older. She said (laughs) her children are now 30 and 25... All right. Oh, God, what a horrible woman. So she said she found out beforehand. So she was 10 when she found out that Santa didn't exist. Uh, she tried to keep up uh, pretending that she thought Santa existed for her younger brother. But then uh, the year after she found out the truth, she decided that he needed the truth to, to know the truth as well. So she tried to ruin Christmas for her little brother by showing him where the stash of presents was hidden. <laughs> God. She said, I keep trying to get rid of my depression every year by doing different things. Uh, Like, we try to go to different friends' houses and having Christmas there. I hope it might work, but then who am I kidding? For me, Santa was a magical figure who loved me and represented love and kindness. Finding out he didn't exist broke my heart. I'll never get over it. Who on earth has dated this woman, let alone procreated her? her. I don't know. I don't know. If you want to look up Lynn Cassidy and her 44-year depression of Santa not existing, she looks exactly how you think she'd look. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So there you go. And there you have it. At least you're not Lynn Cassidy. Yeah. And that's your world of crazy. Something to be thankful for. Oh, boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. That does make me feel better about myself, It though. does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. At least I'm not that. At least I'm not that person. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, though, the holiday season, did we did need to say thank you to a couple of people really quick. Yes. For uh, some wonderful things that were sent to us. Troy and Sarah, thank you so much for the uh, gift that we received in the in the mail. You guys are amazing. Box. Yes, I've got uh, – it's so awesome. I am, And I'm going to be using those for notes. i got some Bigfoot note, notepads. Oh. So it's pretty badass. Cool. Um, and uh, Dan and the Coup, thank you very much. We'll just say that, leave it at that. I just uh, sent him a message too. Yes, and also thanks to Nick for my wonderful present as yes. well. Yes, and uh, Brahim and Hana. So Brahim and Hana are the uh, they share the studio with us, or not? They don't share the studio with us, but where our studio is located, we share a wall with them. Their business is on the other side of one of uh, one of the walls here in the studio. And uh, Brahim came by today and actually dropped off these handmade um, shot glasses that he made for us. Yes, mine says it has got embossed in glass. 
let's talk balls. Mm-hmm. And mine says world of crazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, <laughs> so awesome. Thank you so much. They're the uh, best neighbors we could possibly They have really here. are. And they have the coolest dog, Earl. Yes, and Earl is. Earl, best. like if you could ever picture a dog named Earl, Earl looks exactly like an Earl. Earl's the dog. If you ever hear it on the show, Earl, you, hear it, yeah, you hear that in the background sometimes, that's Earl because he gets excited when he's going it for a walk. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Earl likes me. Earl doesn't bite me. Earl's awesome. Earl is awesome. I don't know about Rigby. I think you'd right. be more awesome if he bit you, though. No, <laughs> no, Earl's badass. All right, should we do? Uh, should we do a little bit of ball talk? I got a little bit here. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Real quick, how do you know if someone is overtaking your computer and is controlling it? If it's moving on its own? Because my mouse today, the cursor, keeps moving around on its own on my computer. Like, I'm not joking. It, um... All right, let's do a little behind the scenes. Are you using your hand mouse or are you using the touchpad? No, I'm using the touchpad. I'm not using my Bluetooth mouse. I'm using the touchpad. And, yeah, it keeps, like, jerking around on the screen and, like... I don't know. It's kind of weirding me out. Uh, you might have... Uh, do you have any, like, dust or anything on your touchpad? Is there anything on there? No. Because sometimes if there's something else touching it, it would... No, it's pretty clean. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weirding me out, though. So anyway. Carrie's bringing up that Eunice might have... <laughs> it's funny, like, I'm communicating for Carrie, even though she's sitting next to me with a microphone in front of her and reading what <laughs> Carrie's typing in the chat. I'm like, oh, Eunice has possessed your laptop. <laughs> don't look Carrie in the eyes. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being noted that maybe North Korea has hacked me. Well, Uh-oh. All right. They were going for the nib, man. (laughs) All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. You already did this. Let's talk balls. Balls. Yeah, but we're starting it over here. Okay. I'm sorry. We're resetting it. We're resetting it. Didn't mean to stop your ball reset. Yeah. Come on. Uh, It's it's small. (laughs) It's small balls. It's just potpourri of balls. A little bit of smattering, a little of this and that. We have this story. This is big news for the NBA. So the Detroit Pistons have just released their forward, uh, small forward, Josh Smith. Josh Smith. That was the super expensive guy, right? Josh Smith. His nickname is Jay Smoove. Jay Smoove. Like the comedian? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's J.B. Smoove. J.B. Smoove. Mm-hmm. He, this is Jay Smoove. And he was released from the Pistons. Now, here's the, here's the big deal about him. This guy was a, was a big-time player about four years ago. And, uh, you know, perennial all-star, all that stuff. Really good player. The Pistons ended up signing him for a four-year, $56 million Jesus deal Christ. in 2013, which means he's still got two years and about $26 million left on his contract that they still have to pay. But they so didn't want him on their team, they cut him rather than even bother trying to trade. And they, they couldn't even get pay? enough trade bait for him. So, yeah, they'll still have to pay. they just like, we don't want you on our team anymore. You are free to go now. So he's free to sign with another team. Uh, if he if he so chooses, and then I think whatever he's paid on the other team that comes off of what they have to pay him. But nobody is going to sign him for thirteen million dollars a year, yeah, at all. He's just not worth it. He's pretty bad right so now. So what do you think is going to happen? Like if nobody's going to pay that much for him, is he going to have to take a, a smaller contract, or is he just not going to play? No, he's set. So I think for, from my understanding of the way it works, like say he signs for another team for like five million a year, he still he'll get. He'll still end up getting $13 million a year because he's on that original contract. It's just that other team will pay the Pistons $5 million. And then the Pistons have to make up the difference. So does it, do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so they don't want him on his team, on their team. So they're, they're willing paying to, regardless. So they're, they're paying, paying him not to play for them. So they're paying him the $13 million a year. But if somebody else picks him up and they want to pay $5 million a year for him, then the Pistons only have to pay seven. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
Or or eight. eight? Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mask good. <laughs> mask good works neat. So so yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So that's how much they didn't want him on their team. Now there's speculation on who uh, who he's going to end up playing for. And one of them, uh, it sounds like Houston has the most interest in him, which I kind of want them to sign him because I think it's going to tank their team. Who knows, though? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Josh Smith is just kind of a douche. All right, just get Keelan's thoughts on that. I'll leave it at that. Get Keelan's thoughts on Josh Smith. All right, moving on to ball talk. There is, uh, let's see, I, I did say it was small balls. Here's, here's a good story. I'll do this. Here's a, here's a nice story. About something that's happening with an NFL player. There's been a lot of bad stories about NFL players this year. Uh, here's a good one. This has to do with a, an NFL player who is uh, where? God dang it! Where's his damn name? Uh, Menelik Watson. Menelik Watson is an offensive lineman for the Oakland Raiders, and he's still under his rookie contract, I believe. And the Oakland Raiders were reached out to by the family of a four-year-old girl named Ava Urrera of Las Vegas who has a heart condition that uh, basically she... It, the condition makes it so it's basically like she has half of a heart, like literally half of a heart. So she has to go through a lot of surgeries oh. and all kinds of stuff. You know, it's, it's very hard. And, the, and But she's a big Raiders fan. They reached out, She reached out to the Raiders, and they... Offered her an opportunity to be a captain of the team, you know, and come out and hang out in practice and all that stuff. Well, this offensive lineman, Malik, Menelik Watson, um, was was apparently so touched by it, as it says in this story, that he donated his one of his entire game checks to help with her uh, expenses, which is $18,000. Oh, that's awesome. And to keep in mind, you know, you're like, okay, well, you're an NFL player. You make millions of dollars. It's fine. Well, he doesn't really make that much. And, you know, when you're an NFL player, your career could end any at any time. Mm-hmm. Any play, you could end. And the, the way that it works, they get 17 payments during the year for as how an NFL player gets paid. So basically, he donated, they worked it out to 6% of his paycheck for the year. He gave to this family, mm. so that's that's kind of a cool that's thing. That's amazing. Very cool thing. So he just, I guess, he just walked up to them and um, and handed him handed uh, Ava's father a check and said, "I'd like to make sure Ava has the greatest holiday. Here's my game check," and just like wrote it over to him. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, very very cool. So that's that's a good story. Nice people make me happy. Nice people in the NFL. There's, you know what? I'm gonna skip some of the bad ones. I'm just gonna go to this one. This has to do with Greg. I like that idea. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna skip skip some of the jerk stories. But I do have this. This is a jerk, but it's not a uh, bad jerk. Just kind of funny. Uh, so Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch is the beast. The beast, beast mode, is the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. If you live in the Northwest, you definitely know who Marshawn Lynch is. If you follow the NFL, then you probably know as well. He's the star. He's a monster. He's a monster, yes. And his nickname is Beast Mode because during a game, he could just go off like he did in this last game. He ran a 79-yard rushing touchdown, longest longest of his career against the Arizona Cardinals. Dude, and he has those, like, uh, he has, like, this... Uh, I don't know a he lot has about a visor. football, but he has this tinted like sunglass visor that just makes him look like a Terminator. Yeah, like he seriously is just there, and all of a sudden he's like, ur, 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 and just starts running, and you can't see his eyes, and he's just plowing he's, through people. It's insane. Yeah, plowing through people is the right way to put it. I mean, he's he is a monster, and that's why his name is Beast Mode when he goes into Beast Mode. However, one of the other things he's known for is not being very friendly with the media. He hates talking to the media, but as a star player, he's required to talk to the media after a game, win or lose. Because they're, was, are they fined if they don't? Yeah, he was fined a hundred grand earlier this year for just leaving after a game and walking onto the bus and not speaking to the media. And wh- the other things he's done this year are answering different questions, like with a single answer, and just basically 
not answering anything they said. So here is what, uh, I'm going to play this. This is his press conference after the game where they won against the Cardinals on uh, on Sunday. So this is Marshawn Lynch answering questions. Thanks for asking. What's that? I said thanks for asking. That's what you take a talk about it? No, I said thank you for asking. Appreciate it. Marshawn, can you describe the 79-yard touchdown run? Thanks for asking. Oh, God. How about the uh, stomach issue early in the game? I appreciate you asking about my stomach. Thank you. Was there any concern whether you were going to play at all tonight? And that was his entire. Didn't he? What was the last thing he did when he was like cool? What? what um, he was like answering with one word. He did that before. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's good. Thanks. Or oh yeah, he just answered yeah, 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 yeah. What a turd. Yeah, yeah. So he refuses refuses to answer. Whatever. Yeah, That's I was weird. Why would he, like, on what principle? Like, why would you not answer questions? Uh, I don't know. He's just he's just Marshawn Lynch. That's just what he does. And the thing is, he's such a good player that he can get away with it. But the media is really starting to, uh, to dislike it. Well, the media is going to turn on him. I mean, he's, like, they have their job. They're just asking him one simple question. He can't be like, oh, it feels better now. Thanks. There's also, so a bunch of the media finally is starting to post about this. Um, this one guy, Bart Hubbock, I don't know who he works for. Uh, but a, a national reporter, he wrote, Marshawn Lynch might be a great football player, but he's also a disrespectful, unprofessional dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what a media person wrote. Um, there's a guy from uh, Pete Prisco from CBS wrote, that interview is not funny from Lynch. Somebody, somebody should have said, are you an idiot? And then quote, yeah, you know, just because that's what he was answering with everything. So there's a, there's a bunch of backlash now. <laughs> Chris in the chat says, have Richard Sherman answer with a Lynch puppet. <laughs> that would... I would pay American money to watch that. Richard Sherman is the opposite of Marshawn Lynch. Oh, he's, he's very Richard entertaining. Richard Sherman's great. Yeah, Richard Sherman's badass. But uh, there we go. That is Marshawn Lynch, the Seahawks own. There's a lot of speculation that he's not going to be back with the team next year. However, they're looking really good right now. They're, the Seahawks are playing very well. So we'll see if they get another Super Bowl. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That was some solid balls there, Greg. Thank you. Real solid balls. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to say just while I was talking, and I don't think Stone's the one that's taking control of my computer, because what is going on with this thing? Is it still moving? Yeah. It's really weird. I That would make me really freaked out, quite honestly. It does make me freaked out. I do have a Band-Aid over the camera, but uh, it is... Is it watching you? I don't is know. Is the light on? Well, I don't know, because I've got a Band-Aid over it. So I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's sure. trying to get you to remove the Band-Aid so it can watch you. <sighs> Anyway, um, Stone, uh, Stone, of course, from Courage, Emma K's used books, mm-hmm. and friend above all that. But uh, Stone, <laughs> I would say friend first. <laughs> yeah, friend first. Yeah. Yeah, in the wrecking of those things. Uh, so Stone just sent me a picture because he, when he was here, ordered a Courage Sonic sketch, which of course Sonic sketches is a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Great Christmas gift if you're still looking for gifts for for anything really for anniversaries for weddings or birthdays, whatever you want to get somebody a gift for, or you just want to be awesome and get somebody a gift. Yeah, or just because. You don't need a reason. Nope. SonicSketches.com. They are fantastic. And it basically turns your favorite songs into artwork. And then you get this these three panels. So it's three separate panels. I know yeah. that sometimes people are confused. So it's like three different works of art. Yes. So it's not all together. It's three separate pieces that you line up together to make one song. And they take the song and turn it into a wave file, which visually is really cool to look at. And it, it turns in this really unique art piece. And then a whole write-up about the song. Well, Stone ordered the Courage 
uh, Forest of Despair and then in parentheses of wing, the Wings of Armageddon one and just got it in his uh, in his office over in at McKay Used Books and posted it up. It looks amazing. Oh, it's so cool. awesome. So Sonic Sketches, though, if you have not ordered one yet or gone there to their website, go there. SonicSketches.com. Great sponsor, Fun Employment Radio. Just great local business, too, and fantastic artwork. You will look really cool. Get somebody a really unique gift if you go there. Like, oh, find yeah. whatever their favorite song is. I'm stoked. And I'm, do that. I already I feel like I've hit it out of the park. My yeah. sister's husband is so hard to shop for. And you already got something for yep, them. Yep, and I got the Because, I mean, basically their entire house is full of, like, framed movie. Or not movie, but, like, um, like band posters. Oh, wow. And, like, concert posters and everything. I'm like, this is going to be perfect. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. So sonicsketches.com. Use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT as well, and you get free shipping anywhere. Anywhere. Or if you're here locally, the only place you can buy it in-store, too, is at Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne. That's the only storefront location. So you can go in there and take a look, too, if you're here in, in Portland. So buy it from there. But if not, uh, if you're somewhere across the world... Need it shipped? Use mm-hmm. the off code Fun Employment. All right, we do have a couple of birthdays before we take off. Yes, we do. So, of course, uh, we want to say happy birthday to Derek, whose birthday is tomorrow? Uh, it is, yes, tomorrow. Yeah. All right, so Derek it's- says tomorrow, and we're going to forget tomorrow anyway. So, Derek, we'll do it for you now. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. See, this is why now Elvis I, is not going to go away. Now all I can think of is that his pubes cost $5,000. <laughs> and well, also... Though, real quick, though. There's tomorrow, too. We cannot forget. There's somebody very special at Fun Employment Radio who has a birthday tomorrow. <gasps> is it Kenny? Yes. Yes, so. Kenny B. Happy birthday, Kenny. Happy birthday I want to buy you some Elvis you. pubes. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. Burr, burr, burr. All right, and finally, I believe there might be somebody here. Our in-studio guest, perhaps. Oh, my goodness. Carrie, you're right there. Your microphone's right there. Now she's getting all shy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I am officially old. You are. Well, you wear it well, my friend. And thank you for coming in and hanging out with us. This has been fun. And it's funny that you're sitting there communicating on your computer, even though we're all sitting right here. (laughs) (laughs) It is Carrie's birthday. Carrie. Well, yesterday, but still, it's today. You get an extra day of celebration according to birthday rules. Okay, good, because I wasn't sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Granted. Greg, Greg, I guess, cleared that for you. Granted. Yeah. No, it's been granted. <laughs> no, thank you for hanging out with us, Carrie, and thank you for all your support and for being such a great friend. Well, thank we you. Love you. Yay. All right. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Carrie. Cheers. Happy birthday cheers. to you. You can't cheers an empty glass. Happy birthday to luck. you. Happy birthday to you. Just teeny. Hot damn right. There you go. All cheers. Right. All right. Now I cheers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah. Awesome. Man, that is a fine sipping whiskey. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think we've probably done done some damage for yeah, today. Yeah, you've got to get your Christmas shopping done. I do. I really do have to. So I will be on us at Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne. Um, should I show more people my dog bite today? No. Take a picture. Should I show Anton Take a picture and, and post it. <laughs> like, guys, look at this. I got, totally got bit by a dog. Oh, God. I think it makes me sound kind of badass <laughs> in a way. It does. It makes you sound like an idiot. Oh. Can I say it was something other than a dog? What? Like a bit by a raccoon? No, that's probably not good. No, then it would seem like you were a rabbit or something. Oh. Hope it has all its shots. Uh, <gasps> Maybe you tangled with the bats. With Oh, oh yeah, with the, with bats, the bats. With a Z. The local gang. Yeah, that's possible. I wonder if they're still around. I don't know. I haven't seen their tags up anywhere. I haven't either, but we did kind of move out of bats territory. That's true. 
Yeah, they could be around, though. They could be expanding. I, I imagine the bats are somebody to deal with this, this time of year. Yeah. Fierce. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're still doing some other shopping. Any time of the year, you can do that. The Amazon link is right there and makes it really easy to do your shopping. It's very cool. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Are you? Hi, Greg. Hi. Sarah's refusing to make eye contact or... I'm just afraid you're going to try and show me your dog bite again. I'm not going to... No, I'm just saying. I mean, check it out, though. It's still, like, there. It was pretty good pierce. Like, yes, you can Greg, tell where the tooth went in. very, very tough. You can tell where the tooth went in. Just just one tooth. Well, yeah, it was one tooth. But, I mean, you can tell where it went in. Okay. So, yeah. is your dog bite kind of like the euphemism of, you know, the fraternity fish tank upstairs? <laughs> want to see my dog bite? <laughs> want to see my dog bite? You can only see it upstairs. It's like, yours was fish tank, too? Yeah. That's what everyone said in college. You want to go see my fish tank? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's All the right. common one. Well... All right, if we'll be back me, early. If you see me, ask about my dog bite. We'll be back at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time live here on the Fun Employment Radio Network tomorrow. That is December 23rd. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back uh, again tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs>